Let's just get started. The Iraq Fella Show with special guest Majid Jordan. <laughs> how you guys doing? Oh, that's great. Doing I love great, that. man. So how's it been, man? How, you know, I haven't seen you in like two years. I just met you. Yeah. So please say, I should do a la ilaha illallah. One more time. <laughs> yeah, so what's been going on, man? It's been a crazy couple of years. You know, yeah. humanity has been dealing with madness. Yeah. Uh, I saw you pre-pandemic. Yes. And we had a, uh, we were at a show together. And yeah. then we dipped. And then I never saw you again. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I kept checking in on you. Yes, yes, likewise. Yeah, uh, I hope, I hope you know i look better after because pandemic went one of two ways for people it's like you either like you put on 10 kilos yeah. or you lost Listen, i was gonna say you guys got fucking buff so uh, you know, i'm a bit <laughs> jealous but it's okay you know, i've been, laying off, be I've been <laughs> laying off the rice in the kebab <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what, what what did you guys do like at the top of this one yeah. when shit hit the fan yeah. what was it like for you guys we were leaving san diego we mm. played a festival mm. there was like little rumors at that point that someone was going on and it was almost like when we were leaving California, looking down, it was like the world was was going through the the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. And you were so, you, you were in Canada, like you you were based yeah. in Canada. At the we time? were based in Canada. Um, yeah. You know, for that for for our whole careers, we've been based in Canada yeah, more yeah. or less uh, since we met. Um, so went back to Toronto. Things closed down. Started really focusing on trying to work from home for a little bit mm. figure it out mm. work on new music uh think about what we want to say mm. think about the music we wanted to make and and uh yeah it's been like a year and a half of like working on a, a, a great project, project. yeah Sick. Mm. Yeah, yeah i mean i mean the crazy thing about the pandemic is when it starts you're thinking a certain way and then when you get six months into it yeah. you're, you're all you know bush your hair's all bushy and you're like who the <laughs> fuck am i and being, uh, you know, Magic Jordan and having to stop being Magic Jordan for a bit in, mm -hmm. in a public forum. Yeah. What did that do to your uh, relationship to the music? Did it change the way you were creating? Yeah. Uh, and what you were saying and what you were feeling? I think definitely. Yeah. Because mm. because you want to come back with like a real impact. Mm. Uh, and, and, and people are waiting, you know, uh, the re the big reason why we make music is, is because it, it's self-fulfilling for sure. But... There's people that I, I think we really touch around the world mm. uh, with what we do. So uh, I, th I definitely became more intentional with when I was making music and why I was making music and uh, allotting time to different areas of my life mm. just outside of music because mm. there's more to an identity than just of course sound to create. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Majid, I was talking to you when you were at home working on uh, demos. Yeah, I think I played you one of the you songs off the album. Yeah, I played you "Sweet." It's the it's the outro to the album. Uh, amazing, great song. Yeah. Which is the album's yeah. done now. Album's yeah. done. It's out October twenty second. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Um, this might be post release. So, yeah, so that's fine. still that's even, great. Even if it isn't, we're, 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 <laughs> letting, we're letting you know. Every first. October twenty yeah. second, we haven't, we haven't told Exclusive. anybody that the album's yeah. coming out October tenth. We haven't so, announced let anything. Me, let me tweet that real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, October twenty second. It's actually my birthday, and the album's called Wildest Dreams. Uh, it feels like we're now on the cusp of our wildest dreams that that dream that made me leave home when I was you know 17 and still hasn't really fully fulfilled yet we're still kind of like mm. is this going to be sustainable is it going to be able to grow mm, to the next level that's because that's that's what we want we don't want to always just keep doing the same thing over and over again it's mm. like can we can we push the boundaries here can we you know bring in like more visual elements that we didn't have access to with mm. like bigger budgets and things like this so 
Yeah, this is the album where we, we just kind of went big and, and like the sounds are very diverse. Too. You know, from the outside looking in always from artists that are in the industry that are signed, especially you guys are signed to a, a, you know, a major with, with one of the biggest players in the music game. Yeah. Um, it's always easy for people to assume that, you know, there's no difficulties. Being, oh, yeah. being a musician but I know as a musician that there's a lot of questioning who you are like mm -hmm. questioning your identity but also like you were saying your wildest dreams and not achieving them and feeling you know managing your expectations around that exactly can you tell me yeah. like the, the you know the the trajectory of your career yeah. has most of it not been plagued with but had a, a lot of doubt in the experience or yeah I mean there's there's been definitely a lot of doubt in in my life in general mm -hmm. uh, but I think Something that the isolation, like you said, changing your approach, it was kind of like you have to manage your expectations. You have to be realistic with yourselves. The standards that you're setting that are allowing you to be doubtful and unhappy mm. are only real because you're making them so. So I think it's the conversations that Jordan and I have together where the whole picture becomes a little bit more clear, which is why I'm so thankful we get to work together. Mm. Because if there is a doubt in my mind, it's like, okay, now I'm going to be intentional with what I'm going to do next. How do we approach it? And he's always been there to kind of be like, okay, listen, this is what I think we should try something like this or this approach. And so, yeah, right now we're just kind of letting things be as they're meant to be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think we're that's gonna what put, we all learn to let go. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah, let go definitely. Like, you know, it's funny because I went back home just before I came to do this interview. I was back for like two weeks, three weeks. I saw Shab Moha, shout out Shab Moha. Shout out Shabab International. Yeah, yeah shout I mean, out Shabab International. No doubt, no for doubt. Sure. Where are these boys right here? No Shabab. doubt. Shabab. And um, yeah, I just, I went back to Bahrain and I was talking with my family and it's like, it's such a small place. Everybody knows everybody. Like my dad could be driving in the car with me and he'd be like, yeah. So this house, you know, was built here and it's the father and this guy. And then, oh, you know this guy? And so you tell me all these stories. So it's like when you get into this public eye, mm. it's kind of like I've always been used to that scrutiny, mm. you know, of like small place, judgment, you mm, know, wow. preconceptions, you know, assumptions that are made because people, they know of each other, but they don't really know one another. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So, like um, mini fame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not really fame. It's just like you're, anything you do that's out of the ordinary immediately becomes notorious. Mm -hmm. And so I think that also was a shift in my mind where it's like, listen, man, we're going to put out music and we don't care what anybody has to say. Mm. Like, I think know, that's the best zone to be in, by the way. We know what yeah. we're doing, man. Yeah, it's like yeah. we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we can experiment and make any kind of sound we want. So why don't we have the right to do that? And mm -hmm. outside of music, you were saying that yeah. it made you focus on different parts of your life. Obviously, yeah. besides hitting the gym, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and you hitting boxing bags and music videos, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, Side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what did you guys focus on besides your physical health? Was there anything else that you really wanted to tap into that you didn't have the time to when you were running Definitely, around? Definitely, yeah. Being 100%. Yeah, I, I quit smoking. Um, quit smoking cigarettes, which was actually yeah, got, got kind it. of a, a good place to... To start, you know, uh, it, it just changed my focus, Amazing. you know, like the relationships in my life, the people in it, mm. um, my every my day to day routine really just was, was was better for me and it was better for everybody around me, you know. Mm. So, um, you know, we, we were just having great conversations about about who we are and 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 what is really going on in the world aside from a pandemic. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. how, how do we. How, how do we tap more into 
to our surroundings and 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 be available you know because mm -hmm. it, it's like the th those type of things really imitate your art um yeah so i i think it was just like a complete perspective change for for me in in, in many ways and and um i just feel more available man i just feel like i'm like ready to to reconnect with people and like we're, we're able to like a work ethic is like one thing yeah, yeah you know yeah, but yeah. like for a little bit i was i was a really young kid like making music and and you know maj moved over here and so i always wanted to like be the best producer and and, and make it available for him to really make things happen for him and for us right yeah, so Mm -hmm. um, and you guys did the craziest yeah. thing a Canadian could do in the midst of a pandemic. You moved yeah. to the Ameri the Americas, yeah. to the United yeah. States of America. Yeah. Well, we were like at this point where it's like, okay, <laughs> do we stay here or do we just go and finalize everything that needs to be done for the mm. album? And that involves, you know, visual pieces. It mm. involves like artwork. It mm. involves, you know, a social media campaign. And so we just had to assemble people that we could meet with in person and get this stuff done. Mm. Everything mm. was closed in Toronto. Just logistically, it was impossible. Let me ask you guys one thing about social media. Yeah. You both left your individual social medias. You vanished a couple of months after we started talking. Yeah. And your social medias got shut down. And then the Magic Jordan one got cleared. Yeah. Um, was there a reason for that besides like rebranding? Yeah, I think I think what's uh, important about that was kind of like we have our we each have our individual identities but i think they get highlighted more as digital individual identities when really like we're a group mm -hmm. and that's our that's our digital presence you know we mm -hmm. are majid jordan online and that's just in real life if you meet us we're majid and we're jordan mm -hmm. but online it's like that's really how we want to be we, it's ourselves in that. That's like who we are. In the you know? in the combined idea. Yeah, it's a combined. It's yeah. both of us. You know, it's yeah. like I don't know how many people do that, but it's like meme pages do that, right? There's like six people putting up <laughs> jokes and stuff. It's <laughs> like why can't we just share a page? So you guys you know? run your own. You run your own. Uh... We have we have people that we work with. Yeah. Um, we have like a team of people. We have ourselves. We put up stuff. You know, I was just... gonna ask what the DMs like though. What's my Jordan's DMs? <laughs> the DMs like? are Go the on, DMs. Uh, get... stop with me. Yeah, I got rid of my individual one <laughs> to be honest because there was just questionable stuff in there. And so okay, I had yeah. to just be like, listen, yeah. man, I need uh, this is distracting me. I need from a my break. Life. I need oh, a through, break. Yeah, yeah, through this whole time, I've hit the gym. I've hit the DMs. <laughs> the DMs crazy <laughs> right now, Jordan. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, oh, you know, on your first EP, on the After Hours EP, yeah, uh, you guys had a song called "The Law Part One." Yes, and and, and it, it was political. Yes, and more recently, I've noticed, you know, there's hardly any R&B groups out there or or pop groups out there that address political situations directly they usually do general blanket statements yeah but on mm. on both your twitter and sometimes on your ig page you've addressed afghanistan mm. uh you signed the musicians for palestine uh, letter yeah um you spoke about black lives matter when it was happening you know obviously i know why that's important as a human being but why mm -hmm. is that important to magic jordan i think you know when when i when i was a kid i always was looking, I guess, for that kind of voice mm. when 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 I was seeing all these people with these platforms, mm. and it's not like look, we're 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 just two people, but if we can raise awareness, um, I think it's important because a lot of people don't have access to resources where they can represent their own voices, mm -hmm. and so we we get messages and if you want to talk about dms you know you could talk about dms people being like yo please bring awareness to what's happening in um you know afghanistan right now please bring awareness to what's happening in iraq right now and I, like we get messages like that you know mm. and it's like 
the least we can do is just kind of address exactly you know how we feel and like it's unfair and, and people need help the world is in a bad shape um, mm -hmm. and that's how we, even with our friends you know our friends are come from these countries they they are of these backgrounds you know like even indigenous rights in canada it's a big deal you know mm -hmm. and they, they, there was recently a lot of news found out about the residential schools and things mm -hmm. like that and that's something very close to jordan's heart because he grew up in canada his whole life and mm -hmm. he's like this was never really taught what's going on so yeah i think it's just about representing a narrative that's been under um exposed represent. and i think yeah. as arabs yeah. you know we we are politicized at a very young age yeah, when we yeah. travel i think i think mm. a little too much at home to yeah. be honest yeah. like everyone's watching the news it's kind of like you come over here and you go like oh my god you guys are watching fox news and cnn but yeah. back home the news channel is it's like on the all day. channel Man. and it's like i get it there's stuff happening Mm. But it's very inflammatory. It's very like the mm. rhetoric is can be dangerous. Mm. You know, it can be it can it can put you in a in a mood that's like yeah, of course, mentally aggravating. Mm. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. So and you yeah. know, obviously, we have these different experiences where we're from. We have the the Khalid experience where yeah. there isn't much conflict. Uh, in there's indirect conflict. Then you have countries like Iraq, Lebanon, Palestine that are going through it constantly. Yeah. Uh, and mm. Jordan, recently you miss it, you visited the Khalid, whether it be for the GQ shoot or but you've been to Bahrain as well yeah um was there ever a, a conversation between the two of you where you were like you know i want to represent uh my people more in the in major jordan indirectly Definitely. and not necessarily yeah, sonically you yeah. know what i mean he told yeah, me sure. he told me listen man like this is something we need to do and like you need to be heard you need to That's yeah i mean I, it, it's more of a thing where you know i if you're comfortable with it you know mm -hmm. i, I want to make it happen for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. so um yeah, anything that we're, we're, we're ever really speaking about is really just coming from past conversations we've been having with people in our life and, and Maj and I. And we're like, you know, it's like if we're in, if we're in rehearsal, we're posting about rehearsal. Mm. But if we're talking about something that uh, should have more awareness than it does, mm. then we should definitely speak on that. It's just how we feel, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like visiting uh, Bahrain and, and going to Dubai. The, I've only been to like two spots, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. it, it's been some of the most incredible times in my life. Um, but yeah, it's very underrepresented. Mm. Misrepresented. Um, misrepresented, yeah, yeah, 100%. Definitely. And also underrepresented just like musically, I think, artistically, mm. uh, from my perspective, from a guy from Toronto, you know? I think it's the next um, wave. You know, dude. I mean, it's it's something where it's just like it should it should be something, right? Mm. Um, but you know, the people I've met and and you know the people that Maj has introduced me uh, to from that side of the world, just like incredibly talented people, yeah. like-minded people yeah. um, that have something to say and have something to represent, and um, I, I love that. You know, so um, yeah, there's something yeah. very unique about you guys. Musically speaking, you know, uh, there isn't anybody that really sounds like Major Jordan. I think uh, a lot of it has to do with um, Jordan. Your music sounds like it's from the future, but it has this vintage feel to it. Me and my sister, shout out the narcissister. We were in the we were in the car uh, a couple of days ago, and we were listening to music from the '80s and the '90s, and we were trying to pinpoint the references yeah. that I could use to ask yeah. you about. Yeah. But I figured I'd just ask you directly. I would love that. What, yeah. what, what are the, the genres or the artists that influenced your mm -hmm. production style? Because it's very, there's nobody else oh, like it. You know what I mean? Man, that means... Come, come on, Jordan. That means on. the world to me, man. Thank you. Um, <laughs> a lot. I think the first... When I was working on the last album, mm. um, 
I was trying to mimic like the first things I was listening to as a kid. Like what were like the most innate influences in my production and why I make music. Um, so I was like remembering being in the back of my mom's Toyota and like this music and it was like 80s and I couldn't really pinpoint it yet. I didn't know who really produced it. I think it's a huge, I mean, I'm very influenced by like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, the whole 80s and 90s sparkly R&B pop. Um, so I kind of, you know, take that and always have a, like a sonic world that I, I know I want it to live in. Like all the, all the stems and audio, I kind of know where I want them to be like stereo-esque. Um, and, you know, I, I grew up listening to like a lot of cl uh, classic rock as well. So it was like my mom had like R&B, my dad had classic rock. And then during high school, I started DJing. I was playing a lot of house music. That got me into production. It's just like a, a bunch of stuff that, you know, I'm trying to like carve out more of a sound in it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's like my emphasis is a lot of the 80s and 90s stuff is really cool, but it's like really in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like cool for a week, <laughs> you know, and then it's like kind of loud. Yeah, Richard Marks can get on your fucking nerves after a while. Dude, it's, it's just like <laughs> everything is here. And so I think um, even the more intentional we, we get with like, every word and every piece of music that 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 we lay in mm. um it's yeah. more of just like carving out the space so that you can actually hear what maj is saying um i've definitely tapped more into like lyricism and and just like having like an awareness of it i think before i was i, I just love music so much that I can I can kind of make things sound. Did you train you know. yourself, or you were like, did you learn? No, I I grew up playing the piano. Okay. I had a really amazing conversation with my mom. I was like, how did you know as like a mother to put a, a, a instrument? Piano. Like, you know what I mean? Just like that, that. It's just like such a cool thing just think, to know as a as a parent. You yeah, know, she was yeah. just like, I don't know if you you, know, you put it there. You put For it kids, there. you just exactly, put it in front right? of them. If they use it, they it's use like it. If they, they pick don't, up they don't. A, a camera, it's like yeah. maybe they resonate with it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I started playing there. I, I, I played, uh, I was classically trained. I kind of put myself into more piano lessons. I went from like a half an hour as like a hobby to like two hours. Mm. Um, I, I had a, I still have a great relationship with my uh, piano teacher. Shout out Kathy. All right. Shout uh, out Kathy. From Romania. Shout out Kathy, man. You made Romanian it happen. OG. Come on, Kathy. Oh. Kathy, you made all this happen. Amazing. Um, yeah, man. So, and then just with production, it was kind of DIY when I was meeting Maj. I was making like 100 BPM beats in a 120 BPM session. I didn't know. So yeah. it was just kind of like figure it out. That's but so funny. there was something there was something there. There's just like a admiration for, for meeting somebody that we, you know, that I really connected to. I, I looked up to him um, and I just think he, he he just brought a, a type of energy that I wanted and you, just you to grew work up in, on. You grew up in Bahrain, and I know the music that we had a lot of British influence, and Definitely. you know what I mean. Yes. Like I was in Abu Dhabi at the time when you were in Bahrain, so I know it's like Ala La 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 Long was all over the place. La 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 Long, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. Beach music, yeah, beach music, pop. Mm. You know, like the Spice Girls. Like mm. there was like all the big pop artists from the UK. Craig David was huge. Mm. You know. Um, that was the radio, but I was always hungry for like what's not on the radio because I was like listening to the radio all the time. So my mom, she would listen to Prince, she'd listen to Michael Jackson, like all the big pop, American pop stars she was kind of interested in because that's funny. The mm. UK is so into that and then we're into the UK. And so you have... It's that colonial, yeah, it's that colonial yeah, yeah, shit. That, yeah, it's just going back, you know. <laughs> so we, we listened to that and then my dad was into like The Clash 
deep wow. purple. Wow. And your dad's Bahraini? Floyd. My dad's Bahraini, wow. fully Bahraini, but he just loved that psychedelic like rock stuff. Yeah, I was going to ask you about yeah. your dad because the story that you share often um, is is how uh, you got the call from Forty uh, yeah. off mm. you know off SoundCloud, yeah. Yeah. and your dad told you go go back to Toronto after he Googled him. Yeah, um, and that's not common in our culture uh, for our parents to really embrace this creative uh, yeah. side of us, right? Which my is- sister, yeah, my sister says my dad was a always was a performer that never got the dads. chance to perform. Mm. You know, so my dad too. he has a great sense of humor. Mm. He loves to like be goofy, dance, you know, mm. get the party started. He's a good host. So, uh, yeah, my sister always says that. So I think when he saw that opportunity and he saw that it was a legitimate opportunity, mm. even though I had no idea what I was getting into, uh, because I was so new, I was so young and, and uh, naive, you know, you're entering a, a business model that's existed for years and years yeah. before you and well, years and years after you. And you're just kind of like, I love to make music. I don't know what else mm. is going to happen here mm. and so even now like 10 years later i look back at myself and like that's the way it, it had to happen because there's no other really there was no other gateway for me mm. there wasn't like i didn't have piano lessons i didn't have yeah how'd you pick up the pen we didn't how'd have you... music class in my school yeah man. of course not yeah. so the way i started was i i was in um a dorm where all the kids studied music they all had instruments lying around. In Toronto? In Toronto. So wow. I picked up a guitar and I started like, I had learned a few chords in Bahrain with a friend of mine, shout out Zainalo. Um, he taught me like a few basic chords. So I started getting better uh, playing guitar. And then people's birthdays would come around and mm. I was broke, I was a student. <laughs> so I would write them birthday songs. And little by little people were like, we like these songs. You've written like 10 at this point. You should start, you know, maybe do an open mic or something. So I did an open mic. The reception was good from people I didn't even know. Next thing I started doing open mics around the city. And then, yeah, Jordan heard my MySpace that I had put up, which was just me on guitar. And he was like, yo, let's work together. And I was like, I'm leaving uh, Canada soon. Uh, this is my one shot. Oh, you, were really... du- you were done school? You yeah, were going I, back? Yeah, I was going back to Bahrain. My visa was ending. What were you going to do in Bahrain? Well, I don't know, man. Thank well, God. What did you study? I studied uh, business, commerce. Oh, so you were going, you were going to go just be in the uh, box. Who, yeah, I was going to go sit in the cubicle. You know, But I, I knew I didn't want to do that. Mm. I, I didn't know what I wanted to, to study. But you know how it is. It's like you need a degree. There's mm. otherwise there's no acceptance, you mm. know. And it's even now with the music, there's like a, a kind of a resistance with, with like... Yeah, you're doing music, but like, are you rapping? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. You know, mm-hmm. In Bahrain, it's kind of like, it's like this funny zone. But, you know. Are you, do you get recognized when you go back home? Yeah, it depends. Depends where we go. Like, if we go to like the mall area, mm. yeah, we will. If I go to like, I don't know. Like the Chabaz. No, like, no <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no one's gonna know. You know? <laughs> but, but how did you? How did you start? Uh, like, how did you find your voice? Because that's not an easy thing to do when you. Uh, I think I was. I'm, I've always been good at kind of like. Just voices, hmm. like I can do different accents. I can do different pitches and different kind of characters. Hmm. So I think I was just doing like different characters when I was singing, depending on the song if i was writing a funny song for a birthday i would like make it you know more rhythmic and playful you know if i was writing a sad song there was also a time when i was writing in a room which was adjacent to someone else so i had to sing really soft so mm. i didn't want to wake him up mm. you know 
because I was just like, I was, I'm thoughtful like that, you know? So I'd sing like really gentle. <laughs> I'm going to take that section. I'm thoughtful like <laughs> that. I'm thoughtful like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it just, it, I guess that's how, that's how it unfolded. And then I'm definitely also influenced by all the music. There's like a box in my head that's just got all these things that I'm slowly mm. unraveling, mm. you know, from like the, the pop stuff that we heard on the radio to like the Michael Jackson to the Sade to the Marvin Gaye, Nina Simone, all these voices in my head that are just slowly coming out. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Jen, I, I feel like you're speaking to me when you, yeah, when you say that. It's so true. It's just like a, as an artist, you, you, you just... You tap in. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a spirit, there's there's so a spirit much. space you tap there's into. There's so much, yeah. yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's funny, too, because when you're trying to represent something and you're trying to make art, mm. people think there's like a threshold of like... There's like a success threshold, right? And it's almost like completely anti-art because mm. you're trying to formulate something, yeah, right? To, to make it, money. It goes and, right, yeah. Right? It's like when, when, when we made the first mixtape, like we didn't really know what we were doing. I think it's probably some of the most impactful music of our careers. Because mm. mm-hmm. it hit, it, I mean, just, it hit the people it needed to hit. Yeah, all yeah. that was put into it, right? And so there's a, there's a delicate type of threshold that we're kind of learning as like young professionals that are like doing it on like an established high level. High level. Mm. Um, there's a kind of a duality there, you know, and and I think as as you live, you you make it like a, a singular thing where it's it just it, it's effortless, um, but like you know you have to know what you want to talk about, you have to know what you what you want to, you just have to be free with it, and mm-hmm. then there's also a lot of like, well, to get the representation, you need to kind of do, kind of shape it here, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because that's like the honest truth of like reaching as many people as possible with music. Yeah. Right. It takes it's a big it's leap a big of thing. faith to kind of never do that. Yeah. And just really hope that it reaches a lot of people. Yeah, and, I think you, you know, know? I, I'm not anti-industry, but from my yeah. experience as a musician, I've I've uh, interacted with people within the industry, and it's been uh, it's turned me off, whether it be c- culturally or like the the financial elements to it. Mm. I've made decisions that have both detr- like detracted my career to yeah. be honest with you and and yeah, also put sure. me in the position that 100%. I'm in now uh, with what I do, yep. right? And I think the the definition of success even for an artist that is on a major changes as you get older in the game. It all mm. depends what age you go in, yep. right? And what kind of dreams you're fed, but I think the space you guys are in, the the energy that you guys are giving off right now is 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 a very important part of your career because it's when you let go of the expectations placed upon you is when the the biggest things happen to you. Hundred percent. So inshallah yeah. khair, as we always inshallah. say, you know what I'm saying. Man. So, cool. Top five producers. Oh man. Just say. You it. know this is my favorite game. Just do it. Top five <laughs> producers. Let's go. Let's go. Man, I gotta say, Maj, forty. Jimmy Jam, mm-hmm. Terry Lewis, mm-hmm. my little sister. Amazing. Yeah. What top five uh, singers? Top five singers: uh, Marvin Gaye, Nina Simone, um, Alexander O'Neill. Um, so many. Yeah, oh my there's God. so many. Uh, would, Michael Jackson, Prince. I I almost you know what? But there's more. There's yeah, more. Yeah, there's like, so that's many. Just, that's my, That's the five. Yeah. So Magic yeah. Jordan. Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, favorite album during quarantine? Oh, man. Hmm. Hmm. 
I want to give you like a real honest answer. <laughs> you're yeah. check you know? you're going to check your, uh, your yeah. DSP real what quick? Was I, I, I would have to almost like look at pictures. I, like I listened to the, the J Electronica album and yeah. uh, and a Stevie Wonder record that fulfilling his first finale. Those were my two records. Huh. Um, okay, let's. Yeah, hey, I don't know. I, honestly, with music, bro, it's, it's like all over. Yeah, man, I'm the worst guy to ask. Yeah, I also like I. I to be honest, I haven't taken in a lot of albums because we we've, we've been working on this one and I've also been writing a lot. Mm. I've been I've been reading. Mm. My favorite book, I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, tell what's your favorite book? Alaith Majali, shout out, gave me this book. It's called Satchmo Blows Up the World. Mm. Have you read that I one? I read that. I'm already. Yeah, it's I'm about basically it. like the jazz ambassadors that the United States used to send to send abroad to mm. stop the rise of whatever communist thought. Mm. And uh, yeah, but at the same time, they were loving the black culture but mistreating black people. Mm, mm. Uh, but you see how the remnants of everything that they taught the artists in those countries has become like a lineage of rhythms and sounds. And it's funny how it's still there. Yeah, yeah. Even I, mean, many I, th years I think left. it was it wasn't yeah. Dizzy Gillespie, but they sent one of the famous. Louis Armstrong was there. Yeah, he went to Iraq. No, he went to. Did Bagh he go to Iraq? Somebody. I, I don't remember who it was. I have to fact check. That. Yeah. I don't have a fact checker yet. I don't have the budget. Yeah. But and when I went I to Egypt. He, they all went yeah, to Egypt, yeah. of course. The Cairo jazz band and everything. Um, favorite color? That's the most childish question, but it's yeah. very important. Favorite color? Right now it's purple for me, but it changes. I don't know. Is it blue? My eyes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Great answer. I love that one. When I look into my eyes. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. The, every one of the episodes of this show is uh, shaped around a track on my on the Rockefeller album. And I have a song called Perfect Man and the search to be a perfect man. Okay. Magic Jordan, uh, your records have always addressed love, uh, you know, the, the, feminine, the, the feminine in general, uh, your relationship to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're, you've been in long-term relationships, I would assume. Mm -hmm. you, you don't seem like playboys. Um, uh, yeah. what, what defines a perfect man to you guys? It's a good song. How have yeah. we not written that? What what defines? I, I wrote it. I, oh, I, I wrote that song. A perfect man. Yeah, it's called the perfect man. Oh I man, know. I gotta I gotta hear this. It's based on Moses. I ain't no perfect man. I'm trying to do the best that I can. Yeah, do whatever yeah. It is I have. Yeah, right. I think I think. Oh, yeah. I gotta hear this. I think the perfect man is a the best thing that to describe the perfect man is that it's a it's an imaginary person, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. But I can tell you, like my version of a perfect man is, I guess somebody. Uh, gentle, generous, mm. um, kind-hearted, empathetic, mm. um, caring, and understanding. You know, someone who's like understands. Okay, it's 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 not about what what I do. I'm in control of, but how other people react, whatever happens around me, it's mm -hmm. I have no control over that. You know, it's just being very self-aware. Mm. I yeah. think the perfect. Like as close to perfect as you can get, you know. Just be very self-aware. Yeah, Jordan, perfect man to me. Mm. Uh, building on what Maj is saying, because it's very true. I would say, yeah, just like learning how to really speak in a language of love to yourself and to other people, and uh, take the imperfections for what they are, and don't take it too seriously. Also, mm -hmm. someone, you got you to have a sense of humor. You, yeah. know? you, you got to be, like, like, be funny. Yeah. You got to be funny yeah. like, or, or be able to laugh. Yeah. 
you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, sometimes things are just ridiculous, and you're just like, you just got to see it through, my boy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean relationships can get heavy, you know, especially can, yeah. when you're in them for a while for and sure. you get in loops. Yeah. It, yeah. It's hard to break those loops with the person that yeah. you love, and you know you love them, but it just it becomes like a communication. For sure. I think communication in general, like, was is something I have to work on, you know? Um I I was grow I grew up you know and it's like very like it's like a respect thing you don't talk about certain things you have to be very polite yeah it's, yeah, it's like you know mujamalat and mm -hmm. things like that and mm -hmm. everything in its place and we'll address it when it needs to be addressed and so a lot of things go unsaid a lot of things go unspoken mm -hmm. um, you carry you think you carried that into relationships? yeah I think you know no in in kind of everyday regular relationships I'm like mm -hmm. okay you know what I'm not gonna ask this person that you know I'm working with like yo listen like we need to address this right now because you know I want to like you know this is not the time and you know we didn't have lunch yet <laughs> it's like no man like these are these are things that some things are good some things are just kind of a waste of your time and mm. it's like mm. there's no reason to continue doing that mm -hmm. um that's something i learned it's it's like yeah just say how you feel be very honest it, mm -hmm. you, and because the more you hold it in the more tense it becomes and yeah. you can have like yeah. an outburst so yeah. i don't want to be that person you know yeah. there was a time when i had like a very short fuse and i was kind of everything was bugging me and um, I think it was coming from just yeah being unable to express who I was, you know, mm -hmm. which I think is very important. Have you have you broken that? You feel like you've broken? I've been that? working on it, you know. Like mm -hmm. I I don't really I don't really lose my cool or anything. Um, like I'm not like a hothead or anything. But there's just I think in a breath in a breath you can say you can just take a lot of time and say the way it's meant to be yeah. said. You know, logical think, like yeah. as much as possible. I think I think as men generally uh, we're represented as like you know uh brutish at the at the front with our reactions and where we come from and yeah i think it's not easy being a man either and being like a perfect man you know uh, and yeah. and the attempts to uh undo old habits as we grow older especially yeah. when you're in the public mm -hmm. eye i think that's what it is it's undoing yeah. old habits that are detrimental to you and others around you yeah, yeah. you know i think 100%. that's that's what a, like yeah, it's, just, it's striving yeah. for it's an aspiration yeah. right you're never going to get there mm -hmm. but it's just like the the commitment to getting mm -hmm. somewhere mm -hmm. beyond where you are performing mm -hmm. to the best of your ability right, right now, now yeah. you know and with yeah. everything that you know right now you have a choice to make you can either make the good one or you can make one that's going to harm you you know mm. so yeah. uh, that music is like that for us yeah you know? 100% it's, I was going to say is your, yeah. do you treat your your music like a significant other music 100%. yeah music yeah. is music is about performing to the best of your ability you know mm. it's not about like like you said expectations and this I want to be numbered this and this and mm. have like 20 of these and no no it's like right now there's this idea I know how I want to get it out I know how I feel and I know how to approach it, and I'm going to push myself to get to yeah. it and see it through and focus and sit for the, I don't know, X amount of hours. There's, yeah, there's there's big strength in like creation because it's like a parallel, right? Mm -hmm. There's no real there's no real intersections. I, I don't believe in, 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 like collaboration isn't like an intersection. That's mm -hmm. like a compromise. Yeah, you know that's what the I mean? word I was going to use, compromise. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's like if I'm working with another creative, there's like a telepathy that kind of forms, right? Because you're all trying to just make something that, like, you know, it's like, honestly, I haven't met that many people who, like, try to go the other way. Like, almost all creatives kind of go into this, like, vessel where you're trying to really start creating something. So to get in, in, in somebody's path, you know, it's like, yeah. 
it's it, it's a difficult thing to do, you know. Um, it teaches, but it teaches but you to love better. Co- collaboration must have taught you guys. Like, it teaches you to communicate 100%. better, and yeah. the better you you are at like communicating with people, the better you, you are the writing. Better, the better you become. Yeah, you like, and also actually getting to the final version, 100%. which will be the best yeah. version. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. it takes it takes more than one person. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's what you need to know. And yeah. I, you know, yeah. I I take the 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 analogy of a relationship with a loved one, and the analogy with the relationship to your music. Yeah. And, and 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 you said compromise yeah. and there's pressures that come with both of those mm-hmm. you know whether it's your family or or a loved one or, yeah. or like just maintaining the strength of love and bond between people um yeah i mean my just really taught me that as like a big brother you know maintaining yeah. relationships with people is i think something that i've always innately had in me yeah. um but he's very good at, at keeping people connected in his life you know because he's also so far away from me yeah yeah that must be hard um, it's hard you know and, it, it's, and hard. it's it's something that i yeah. really i have a lot of like empathy for and and i see that and i understand the the impact of that and, and the reasoning you know yeah. um where i'm kind of just a little more i'm just in my life because i'm like what well, i'm like an hour away from where i grew up like playing mm. right i'm always kind of just there mm. um i'm always like yeah i'll see you when i see you you know i'm Did just kind of like from the same place that I grew up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's taught me a lot about that, you know, and, and I, I I think, uh, yeah, there, there, there's lessons in everything, you know, there's there's growth in that. So I think, like, going back to a perfect man, it's just like knowing you don't know everything, you know. It's yeah, like, it's like you being, can always cool learn. That. Yeah, be a there's, student. There's times to, like, really make a decision and, like, take power or, like, take, take the stance or something, you mm. know, and, like, hold your ground and shit, but... Mm. Um, yeah, we don't know anything. How do you guys deal with the these pressures? Like these pressures of being in the public eye, the pressure yeah, just, of being far from your family? Yeah, just not being passive, you know? Making, yeah. make, taking action. Um, yeah. So if, you know, if you're under pressure, maneuver so that yeah. the pressure point isn't gonna kill you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, this is my pressure point, I'll just move like mm. this, and now I'm not, it's not hurting me. Yeah. If I need to see my family, like find a way to see them more often than once every two years yeah. which is what happened this like over this period of time and so it's like yeah we need you need to make plans you need to you need to do what you've been saying you're gonna do mm. um that's what i'm about right now more than ever you mm-hmm. know it's like if i'm gonna deliver an album we're gonna put the album out october it's coming you know, if it's That's done, amazing. it's done. You amazing know? feeling. Yeah. yeah, the show is tonight. Okay, we need to put together. Sh- we're gonna I do think, it. Uh, we just deliver. You know, we're not afraid yeah. of doing that anymore. Life, mm-hmm. li- life reflects that. You know, like the your surround. Like when you make those real decisions and those like leaps of faith that are kind of difficult to do. You know, yeah. um, because of circumstances, it's like it really resonates. It pays off. You know, the live the live show tonight is gonna be incredible. I can't wait. You know, yeah. like he just came back from Bahrain, and, and all of that's inside. Everything's gonna come out. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's just like giving the time for the right things, and like not trying to make more obstacles for yourself. Like if it's not meant to be, like it's not that like washy, but you know what I mean. It's like don't try to do put two things together all the time that that don't need to be like forced together. You know. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna ask you guys before we go. I I. You know, I rummaged through all your YouTube videos. I watched mm. all your interviews yeah. uh, over the course of the last uh, seven years, I would say, from the Ebro one to the latest one. Yeah. Um, watched all your music videos to uh, kind of understand your aesthetic, but you have a very sh- uh, changing aesthetic. Yeah. The, the, you know, like the, the it's never one thing. I've noticed that, and your videos are all very different. 
you know there's a there's a through line which is you guys and your sound which carries it uh how do you make your visual decisions and then i want to get to uh specifically waves of blue uh, uh something about waves of blue but how do you choose your directors for your music videos and how and do you are you involved in the writing process of the visual representation of your sonics I think more and more so now, you know, mm -hmm. definitely more and more so now. When we first got into it, it was kind of like, how are things made, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. to be very honest. Yeah. We, we were making songs in a dorm room and next thing you know, we made this huge number one song and now we're expected to make a whole album and yeah. so on and so forth. And so we're learning as we're going. And I think that adaptability is what got us to this far because... You're, 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 you're learning and like people are assuming things and they're telling you you're this and you're not going to do that and you're this and that and there's so much noise and you just have to be committed to being like, okay, I'm going to figure it out though. You know, because mm -hmm. everyone who's doing this at this level that I'm at has been doing it since they were five years old or six mm -hmm. years old. You know, I kind of picked up a guitar and I got to this. So like if I work on it, where could we go? You know, mm -hmm. so... Um, so yeah, your visual, your visual decisions. Right mm -hmm. now, yeah, like for the last video, Summer Rain, we, we were all a part of that. And we just wanted something that was uh, like short segments of different scenes that there was like, like you said, like all the videos, there's a through line, but it's not necessarily explicitly explained. Mm -hmm. And so there is a narrative in the last video, but it's kind of like, how is everybody connected? And the album's called Wildest Dreams, and you don't really know how your dreams are connected like you could be sitting in an elevator that's in an aquarium mm. you know like why why is that why mm. can't that be real mm -hmm. you know why is everybody's skin blue right mm. now but it's like narcy mm. you know so it's things like that i think playing with that idea um of, of like surreal surrealism yeah surreal absurd mm -hmm. um a little bit ridiculous because everything that we're doing it's like a game mm. like if you approach it like that it's just having fun at this point yeah, yeah. you know mm -hmm. so uh that's that's really what it is. I think as the videos are going to progress too, we're going to have more fun creating them and working with people because that's how it should be. I think it really kicked off when we we did like her, um, yeah. which we were really involved in that yeah. kind of video, and we realized okay how far we could we could push something, and then we made another video called "Gave Your Love Away." That was amazing. Which I love was, that video. Yeah, and I yeah. think like in that world, like playing different characters, acting, and, acting, acting yeah, it's really fun. So yeah, I think th there's there's like a there's so much you could do with yeah. visuals, right? Like it adds a whole different element to your to your music. So yeah. it's a difficult part of it too. Yeah, like with with, with a song like "Give Your Love Away," you kind of want people to feel good. So the visual was kind of starting there. Like, okay, mm. we want to kind of just express that we're like making a song that is reminiscent of a time, an era of music. Yeah, when people used to sing on you a know? karaoke machine in their house. Mm. You know um, what I mean? You know, but there, there, there's also times where, and I think we're gonna explore this more, where we're able to you know be more punk with the approach sick and just kind of diy you know, it. maybe yeah, yeah like maybe maybe the music is saying a lot maybe the visuals should kind of be a little lighter mm. you know maybe vice versa so the, you know the, there's we, we we've definitely been more involved with every aspect every facet of maja jordan just as kind of like a, a whole entity mm -hmm. um of what we want it to look like, sound like, feel like, everything. Music. Um, but also at the same time, there's more people involved, you know? Yeah, so it's the bigger like something a, gets. There's a bigger team. Yeah, oh, the bigger something sure. gets, yeah. the more people need to be a part of it. It's just like, it, it's just growing, mm -hmm. growing, going globally and like, okay, someone's representing you in Ireland or something, you know? Mm -hmm. and it's like, someone's here and it's like, how do we get everybody on the same page? And mm -hmm. So You've been collaborating with more uh, Arab creatives 
Yeah. Uh, like Sheb Mohan Chindi when they did your GQ. Yeah, like um, that was so like we want that to. That, that's like something. The next step I want to move towards is like we're doing a promo tour this November in North America, mm. but I want to do a promo tour in the Middle East. Like Sick. hit Cairo, hit Tunis, hit yeah. Morocco, yeah, you know? yeah. so all these places. Like that's the next step for me in working with people from over there. Amazing. Because just once they get exposed to the just the art and like the way things move and function there they have everything that it takes already yeah you know, it's just like just like we did when we when we were thrown into the thing it was kind of like we yeah, i was talking to noah about this about building infrastructures yeah. for uh youth back home you know and it's i important. think you're you're a great example for them to see that it's possible without having to um sacrifice your identity you yeah, yeah even if sure. that identity was confusing for you during the process yeah i think that confusion is something we all share that's a part of the identity i think that's know? why we make the art we make because yeah. it's kind of like we're figuring it out you yeah. know what i mean um so yeah. finally i want to end it on a light note so i, I went through the comments on on uh <laughs> on youtube and uh, your most liked comment is Majid's new, and this is on um, uh, Waves of Blue. Okay. And it says, Majid's new look is full-on Puerto Rican Coke dealer with a heart of gold who teaches salsa on Tuesdays because that's his passion. <laughs> and I think really that has to do with your Fanila in the video, which is incredible, yeah. the yellow. Yeah, the yellow tank top is definitely a statement <laughs> piece. Um, and that, that, that comment is actually by my sister who's <laughs> really right now. Are you no serious? And it's way. the most viral comment on any of your videos. So I just thought wow. it was really serendipitous. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, salsa. And it's a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Well, salsa, I mean. Puerto Rican Coke dealers are fly ass motherfuckers. So <laughs> take that, take that, take that. You know what I mean? It's funny because my dad here, he looks Puerto Rican too. <laughs> That's amazing. We do kind of, we're islands. We're an island too. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, it's so like, you got the vibe, bro. Uh, we got the vibes. We're slow paced, easy going. You know, there's no rush. See you tomorrow, inshallah. But uh, now is the time for. Let's do it, you know. It's the vision, man. Wildest yeah. dreams. Maja yeah. Jordan. Yeah. God bless you guys. You're man. the first two people I sit across and speak to in a hot minute. I was just visualizing, you know, the breathing uh, particles that they put <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, internet yeah. when the pandemic started. Yeah. So I'm glad it's you guys, man. I man. got a lot for you, but a lot of love for both of you, man. Thank, thank you. Man. Thank you. Okay. And also, wait, I want to just say one thing. Brother, Same. like, thank you for doing what you've been doing for a long time before we even started what we were doing. And honestly, you've opened a lot of doors for a lot of people. And we stand on shoulders. Thank you. So thank you so much. Yeah. No wonder yeah. I got shoulder pain. Oh, yeah, man. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's my feet, it's my ankles digging in. God like, bless you, man. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. bro. So, right. love, brother. It's thank that you. Rockefeller show, man. Peace. I have